You are now listening to the Hexgrid Heroes Podcast Network. For sci-fi, Pokemon, high fantasy, or horror, check us out wherever you get podcasts and online at hexgridheroes.com. As a production note, this week, Tracy will not be joining us, so we will be uh, retconning a little bit of the last events from last episode. Last time, Akim and Brasha made their way from the abandoned Starfinder Lodge back to Rhapsody and Addy. Just before reuniting, though, the contents of their packs came alive. The rice-sized building components known as UPBs they obtained at the construction site had awakened and were feeding off the technology the two of them were carrying. An interesting battle played out. Rhapsody did some very solid damage to these monsters, and Akim and Brasha were quite crafty with their skills and equipment. Star, however, was rendered poison in the battle and had to be carried and tended to at the camp nearby. Now, Rhapsody is tending to Addy in the tent while she is resting, and Brasha and Akim are sitting around a campfire eating deliciously cooked meat that Addy had prepared before rushing into combat. Right now, night sounds are all around you. River... The river that you've been kind of following is burbling below and behind you, and the fire is crackling. Uh, before Rhapsody uh, left the pair of you alone, she uh, unloaded all the loot she gained from that vicious showbot she fought the day before. So this is the end of day one of four on the uh, quest to uh, reclaim this crater. And we said that we were going to meet up with the uh, the other troop like after a week, right? What was no, the... after four days? Yeah, the, the four oh, days. Okay. Yeah, the four days is you have to clear this entire kind of half of the crater, then meet back up at the the strange temple symbol on the map. Yeah, and there you are going to collaborate on what you've uh, accomplished, what info you were able to gain of the area before you planned your attack on Kreva's castle. Yeah, and uh, Occam was thinking about tomorrow uh, splitting up and using his enhanced speed to uh, get to the place that they know the uh, signal jamming is coming from. Okay. Uh, so not only do you have augmented speed, you furthermore, the armor that was left behind by that showbod has a long strider module so whatever your speed was before it's now 10 higher so you're even faster yeah um <laughs> so this uh this harness this veteran showbod harness uh, it's a simple light armor fits you like a glove uh and this showbod is another alien race of four arms so no uh tinkering is needed this thing fits you know, it doesn't smell the best because a, uh, a monstrous beast was wearing it for a while. But yeah, you put this on and like the uh, the structure around the uh, the calf area is kind of not bulkier, but uh, it's got more servos and stuff to uh, aid in your speed. So yeah, you were talking about going clear across the crater to investigate the signal, the, the, the source of the signal jamming that's been 
in effect of this crater. Yeah, uh, I I can go wash the armor in the the burbling river, right? Sure. Yeah. So it doesn't stink so bad. It's yeah. Well, I didn't mean like you know, the dude shit himself. <laughs> I just meant like you know, <laughs> right? The but dude's been it, wearing it. It smells, body. It smells like. Yes. It smells like a jockstrap. Like. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I just realized that. Uh, four-armed race. Uh, your guys' deodorant sticks must be twice as long. <laughs> or you just always them. come in those twin packs. <laughs> That's great. <sighs> so yeah, uh, uh, Akim, you are going to go down to the river and soak your uh, your new armor for a bit. There's no worry of uh, water damage to it at all. You just doing that um and so the, the way you guys are situated this is kind of a a rise uh looking down where this river goes into a bit of a pond area okay i don't know if you guys have the map pulled up but yeah this is where the river ends it all flows this icy cold river water that you've been near for a few days now this is where uh you guys uh left off the waterfall and landed it ends here. The place where uh, you guys looted those undead bodies and got some other gear. Same river. It all flows down and ends here. Okay. And I take it the the pond is the bit on the right. Of the Maybe map. I should look at the map. Yep. So yeah, you guys met. Uh, all your camp is in that. Uh, so you see the darker bits alongside the water. That lighter mm -hmm. bit where there is no dark bit, that is where your camp is at. So that's kind of like looking up a bit and then beneath, you're kind of like looking out over. Uh, it's a it's only about a 15-foot drop. I mean, if you, if you were so inclined, uh, you could jump off this cliff, this hill, and uh, cannonball dive into this deep kind of lakey area. How how wide is the river itself? No more than twenty feet. The uh, okay. yeah, the hex size is uh, misleading because I didn't want to just draw like a single line going through it. I wanted it to be kind of like a stylized map where things were bigger than they appear, sort of thing. Okay. So just consider like more or less that the river itself is compressed, but yes. everything else is the right size. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it just washes your okay. armor because uh, it he doesn't want to smell like a showbod. Yep, uh, a show a showbod that at least uh, fought alongside and t uh, with ghouls. So this thing, right. it's a little ripe. Yeah, so you're you're down there at the the river, the lake bank. Uh, just rinsing it off. Uh, Brasha, what are you doing? Um, he's probably praying right now. Okay. Uh, who is he praying to? Oh, I should bring up my sheet. That's. <laughs> I did say this was going to be mostly RP, but yeah, you may want to have some of your character details at the ready. <laughs> Maybe. Um, it might help. Um... As a treat, maybe we could. Have character sheets because I always 
mix up the uh, Eurasia. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, for for those listening that may not know Eurasia, and because I don't have it memorized, why don't you tell me a little bit about Eurasia and Brasha's connection to them? Um. So Eurasia is a goddess of knowledge, learning, and science, and um, unlike most gods, um, there's not like really temples to Eurasia, from what I can tell. Um, <clears throat> it's more that um, uh, she uh, is like. Um, like, the worship of Eurasia is, like, the personal knowledge gaining, basically. Uh, so you're always trying to learn more, uh, understand more. <clears throat> and, uh, Rasha's, I mean, he's not a huge, um, he, he's not extremely religious, but, uh, mm -hmm. he does, um, he likes the idea of constant um, mental improvement, and that's part of why he's uh, constantly tearing things apart and rebuilding mm -hmm. them, um, just learning how things work. Um, so he he generally will spend like five minutes a day um, just uh, praying to his his four major gods, which aren't. And generally, it's just like, okay, grant me protection, grant me guidance. Sure. Um, and then kind of like meditating on the ideas of Eurasia. So, um, yeah, uh, this time, though, he, he is, uh, he's kind of sitting cross-legged, um, head bowed, kind of fidgeting with the rings around his fingers. And he... He kind of stays that way for uh, longer than normal, probably 10, 15 minutes, uh, as opposed to just a quick sit down. Mm -hmm. And uh, when he kind of like, I don't want to say comes to, it's not like he's unconscious or anything, but he kind of like sits bolt upright and his eyes snap open and then he like jumps to his feet quick and runs over to his pack and uh, he starts... Um, just digging through it, looking for, for shit, and pulling out different uh, parts right now. Okay. So, more, uh, more, you're more of an observer of these deities rather than a devotion to. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Okay. So, yeah, you, you, you leap up, you grab your stuff, you start tinkering away, and you do this for a while? Um, okay. That was Eurasia saying, uh, <laughs> here's a bolt of inspiration. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know it was storming out. Wow, that kind of scared me. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's going to be doing that for a while. Right now he has um, one of the spare laser pistols that he has uh, he's mm -hmm. taken the battery out of it and he's just coiling copper wiring around it okay uh, so yeah you'll, I'll, I'll leave you to be doing that You're, I'm, I'm guessing you're sitting by the campfire or at least closer 
to it. Yeah, close okay. enough to it. He's All not right. like off in his own world or anything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so going over to Akim, you 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 thoroughly flush this thing of, you know, you you put it up to your face, breathe deep, and it smells wet, but you don't detect. You don't you don't scent. And I don't know the uh, olfactory strength of uh, Kasafa. It's not really important, but yeah, you don't detect any trace of the showbod, uh, the toil it was under. So you have squeaky clean armor. Okay. And uh, he'll like hang it up to dry then. Okay. Uh, also, that was, uh, that is, I like this image of Brasha tinkering away and you hanging out laundry. Very domestic. Uh, another piece of, uh, equipment that was given out that I will never let die is uh, that that whip. Are either of you, and please feel free to, you know, don't take my leading. Don is personally a fan of this weapon because of uh, what it is. There's nothing special about it, but are either of you interested in this weapon? It is a reach weapon. The whip has 10 foot reach. It has all the you know, trip, disarm, entangle sort of things. It does 2d4 acid and slash damage as uh, the barbs on this thing would dig into your foes. But are either of you interested in this at all? Um, so it's a mature one? I thought it was an immature one. It's immature. Just like That's me. only 1d4. Whoops. Uh, what level is the mature one? 10. Okay. No, it's immature. Uh, it's only 1d4. I, whoops. I, I mean, I didn't really hurt uh, I wasn't able to hurt Rhapsody very much because of her, or no, I wasn't able to hurt Addie very much when they were fighting it because she was avoiding uh, some of the damage. So yeah, it's only one d4. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's not quite ten feet long, but you know it's it's springy. So thanks for catching that. Okay, I'm looking into the rules on of reach in Starfinder. Okay, looks like the. They don't have a special thing for whip weapons. It's just reach. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'll get back to you on that. Okay. No, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, going back. Yep. Going back over to Brasha. You're tinkering away and you're wrapping this coil up. Uh, are you struck with uh, something in mind or are you just doing stuff to doing stuff? Um. No, he is, he is, um, <clears throat> he is tinkering with a mission right now. Okay. Um, but, um, uh, like, even just wrapping this, uh, this copper around, normally he's very, um, like, hodgepodge about all of his building, <laughs> and he's like, yep, that's good enough, <laughs> um, and this time he's, He's very methodically wrapping this these coils, making sure there's um, like not any room in between them, uh, making sure it's like all flush and just oh. uh, yeah. He he's very carefully doing this. Okay, uh, why don't you give me an engineering check? Uh, I can do that. Don. I will find my dice at some point. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I was dumping out my dice bag, and I oh, realized okay. that this isn't even the right dice bag, but it's fine. I'll make it work. How many dice do you have? Oh, like 
35 sets or something. Jesus, okay. Um, uh, what? <laughs> engineering? Yes, please. Okay. Um, 4 plus 10, 14. Okay, yeah, you, you're doing a, a fine job. You're lining it up. Everything is in... You're taking this special care to do this, so it's it's coming along nice. So yeah, I will uh, go now back to Akim. Did we uh, learn anything about reach weapons? Uh, yeah, and also I was wrong. It is two d four. It's got one d four corrode. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, I didn't. I don't know how so I confused. On, on a critical, um, mm-hmm. it, it acids them for a d four extra. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and. It's the same as the burning condition, except it's acid. Um, yep. So, um, E, uh, I think if Brasha doesn't want to take it, um, I'll probably swap out my um, my pulse gauntlet. Oh, okay. For it. Um, I mean, just for the sake of weight, I'll put my pulse gauntlet. Oops. Uh, put my pulse gauntlet in my backpack. Um. Because uh, that's more dam- more base damage and more uh, long depth or top damage. So and reach, which is helpful. Okay, cool, good. Um, and this isn't this isn't a magic weapon. Like it, it is a living. Like I, I think I did a poor job of. Uh, I'm very excited about this weapon because I was ever since I started playing, I like living weapon living armor kind of stuff and um it's not living in like you can talk to it this isn't like a karina or a pet this is just just organic this yeah this whip is alive in some way without any sentience so okay yeah and also i should point out you have four arms like two arms are going to need going to be needed for karina right but i have a 10 string okay they're karina's heavy that's right okay (laughs) I also need a hand free to do blasting. So I have a melee weapon in one hand, Karina in two hands, and then a free hand. Okay, perfect. Love it. Okay, yeah. So um, do you want to talk to Brasha? Do you want to hash this out about your plan to go over to the uh, source of the signal? Or would you like Rhapsody to be in attendance for that? Um, Or you can talk about whatever. I mean, like. I, I would like to let Rhapsody know, but um, I really can't really do that at the moment. That's fine. Um, She's taking care of her girl. Yeah. Uh, it's 2D4 A and S. Acid and slashing. Mm-hmm. Medium type melee. Uh, no usages, which is nice. Yep. Um. Oh yeah, that's another thing I liked about the living. A lot, most of the living weapons, you don't gotta. I mean, you don't have to recharge a whip, but uh, there's no battery packs required for this power. It's basically a powered item that feeds off of whatever a living whip would feed off of. Mm-hmm. Type is advanced. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll get a bonus on that. Why not? Um. Because I'm a kineticist. Um. Oh, you know what? Uh, 
I have to make uh, another retraction. I've uh, I've been screwing up the uh, weapon specialization rules. Mm-hmm. So if you take it before level three, the weapon specialization, then you can only choose one. But at level three, you get weapon specialization for everything you are uh, proficient with. So right, I'm, I'm checking my proficiency. Right uh, now. And also, yeah, whatever your proficiency say, my house rule is everything but heavy weapons you have proficiency with. So I'm not going to make you take a penalty to use because the way it stands is you would only be able to use pistols and basic melee weapons typically. Right. And I'm like, no. Uh, as long as you're not trying to uh, uh, be a novice wielding a rocket launcher, I'm fine with people knowing how to use a sniper rifle, people knowing pistols and long arms. So uh, you sh- you will be proficient with this advanced melee weapon. Okay. So I've been wrong. Uh, no one's called me out on it, so ha ha ha. <laughs> but I, I finally wrapped my head around what I was getting wrong on that a uh, week or two ago. Okay. Alright, so then... Yeah, so that's... Then that's a 2d4 plus 4. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... So... And, like... Our... I, I had fixed the items that got damaged, right? Yes, you did. Yeah, I, uh... Yeah, you did a really good, uh... Blast, and it took care of all... The, it, so, the damage your weapons took from the UPB oozes um golems uh draining sapping the the hardness and strength from your weapons yeah you were able to turn back time on that damage and they are all perfectly fine i do not have any more um burn that i can use until i rest okay uh so yeah about now it's uh the sun has fully set it's call it 6 p.m. Uh, because of the, the the winter cycle triaxis is in and the uh, dense jungle you're in mm-hmm. night falls a little quicker uh, so but as it gets darker all around and the campfire kind of shines bright uh, the water bed below starts to glow in the dark starts to shine from beneath the fuck is that Raja. What? What? The fuck is that? It's a battery. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> That's odd. <laughs> it's a battery. <laughs> uh, he, he'll carefully wrap down what he was working on. Wrap down? <laughs> wrap up and set down the battery he was working on. And uh, he'll, he'll kind of like wander over to where Wampum is and just kind of like staring at the river. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. No, that was it. Just huh. So standing here on the rise overlooking this water, you see that oh, I found the word for the I, I looked it up when I was doing notes. Uh this is the delta of the river that you've been near. Uh here the water flows the water flow slows way down and empties into this large pond-like body. The rocks below light with a bit of phosphorescence 
The water here is all crystal clear and deep, very deep. You look down, you can see all the way down to the ground. And you see the, these rocks, these boulders here. It's only under the water here that they're glowing, and they're only the underwater rocks. Hmm. And I do a check that I might not have. Hold on. Okay. Uh, physical science? Typically. Okay. Yeah, physical science. Okay, yeah. Yeah, if you have physical science, go ahead and give me a check. Yeah, physical science. Uh, uh, yeah, or life science. science that I don't have. Uh, okay, yeah. I, I think it would be physical science. Okay. Well, that's a six. <laughs> okay. Eight right. for Bracha. Uh, unclear. It, it You do note that it is only the rocks underwater that are doing this. Are there, like, partially submerged rocks that under the water they're glowing, but above the water they're not? They are not. And they are, they have the only rocks that are glowing are completely submerged. But uh, give me a perception as you're looking at this body of water, this little lake. Like, not even lake, like pond is the word I've been using. It is no bigger 50 feet around maybe, but it goes right up against the uh, cliffside here where you're at. Excuse me. I got a 12. Okay. I got an 8 again. Okay. Um, Akim, you do see movement under the water. You don't see any life. You don't see, like, this. This the way these rocks are lighting up, you can see everything under here. But you don't see any fish. You don't see lizards. You don't see plants, really. Plants, the, the grasses and the trees all stop a few feet away from the water's edge. But you see movement. Does, does that seem like weird? Or no. no okay. Uh, well, in your physical sciences, the water was fine. It didn't, you know, scald you or burn you or with acid or anything. It's just there is just no vegetation in this water, which is a little peculiar in a jungle. But with those checks, you just, yeah, it's a weird yeah. jungle. Yeah. Um... So. Looking in, you do see a glint of something shiny moving in the water below. The surface remains undisturbed till suddenly a water current underneath is churning and it rises out of the water up, 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 slower than any geyser, but it's now towering over you. And in this big amorphous blob is a huge water elemental and it's standing there in the shape of some behemoth aquatic humanoid. Uh, Russia? Are Uh, you saying this too, or was there something else in that armor? (laughs) No, that's uh, a... Hello, there. This this finned head turns to each of you standing there, all made of water. Like, you, you, you both know what water elementals are like, just in the shape of this humanoid aquatic thing. Uh, turns to both of you, and it reaches, slowly reaches a hand out. Uh, this hand is the glint, it's sparkling. With a flick of its giant watery wrist, floating on the surface tension of what this thing's palm would be, 
is a, a ring of metal about 10 inches in diameter. It, do you want us to take it? The giant, the giant element, the huge, not giant, the huge elemental moves its hand closer to you, Akim, and you see that uh, it's a, what's the term? Uh, it's a diadem. It's a, not quite tiara, but it's a, it's a headband, metal headband. And uh, both of you, give me a uh, mysticism checks if you have them. I think I do, because I think that's how I make potions. God damn, I can't roll for shit. <laughs> okay. Nine this time. Mm, it's hard to tell. It, it's a metal, that, you know, it. it is glinting a little weird, like a standard ring of Monday metal would just glint off the firelight and the, the phosphorescence below luminescence. I'm going to get it wrong, whichever way. Uh... <laughs> Uh, the depends on whether it's chemical or um, organic. It's magical. Like like uh, phosphorescence is from the mineral, and uh, luminescence is from um, organic processing, like um, bacteria that consumes uh, food and turns it to light. Yeah, it's not that one. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, but the the way this metal ring glints, it doesn't seem to be just standard mundane metal. Uh, I I guess I kind of like reach out for it. Okay. Yep. I am I am very the, reticent to do so. Though with the uh, this thing can smash me. Yeah, with the other with his with its other hand the elemental points to the top of its head. Points to you. Points to its head. I, I I take it and I I I look at Russia and I look back at it and I look at Russia and I put it on my on my head. Okay. Immediately when you put it on your head, it's cool upon your brow. You you have a you got a long so your forehead it's got a bit of a long skull to get past. Eight head. Yes, your eight head. Yeah, it slides down. <laughs> it's really cool and. Uh, Immediately, you start to hear whispers in your head all around you, languages you're familiar with, but many you are not. Uh, finally, uh, the, the whispers all settle on your native Kasafan language. Oh, damn, I meant to give this to Brasha so I wouldn't have two times where no one, whatever, sticking with it. <laughs> uh, in your mind, uh, you hear a soft, melodic voice. Greetings, traveler. Uh, hello? It is pleasing to meet someone not filled with cruelty and malice. Is this you? And I point up at the big water dude. The big water dude nods its head, water sloshing all over. I am Tifos. What brings one such as you to this dark pit? Uh... Uh, I turned to Brasa and I was like, it's, its name is Tifos. Um, we're here to, um, well, we're helping some people, but ultimately there's some bad stuff in the south here, and we're trying to clear it out. I am aware of what you are seeking. 
I have been aware of your presence for some time, but until now I did not know if it was safe to reveal myself. Here. And the, uh, <laughs> the elemental takes its other hand, digs it in- into its chest, and uh, pulls out another of these diadems and holds it out for Brasha. <laughs> oh, crowns aren't really my thing. <laughs> uh, he'll uh, he'll take it, pop it on. Uh, and again, you uh, not again. You now hear uh, whispers in your head of all the various languages that you understand, and that coalesces to both of you like it kind of does this again for you, Occam. So now it coalesces into common and and now you both can hear Hello, my friend. Uh, hello. So you seek to overthrow the lord of this land? I guess? Tonight is a quiet night. Normally, there are night patrols. But clearly you have already made an impact. Well, we do what we can. Uh, I'm kind of along for the ride on this one. Does Starfinder dude have any input on this, or is he still quiet? Uh, he is, uh, unactivated. Uh, oh, 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 you're talking about the Starfinder Lodge AI. Uh, if you, do you want to bring him Uh, up? I'm, like, I'm not gonna, like, go ahead and make him active or anything if, if he's being inactive. Just, like, uh, not not really being inactive, but I should tell you, you both, your characters would know this. You're speaking oh, telepathically okay. right now, and your AI would be unable to uh, conversate right now with with him anyway. If you wanted to have a vocal conversation with the AI, you could. Uh, well, my jack or my data jack is jacked into my head, so this could all or uh, be translated into the helmet. Um, sure. Yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's tuned into your head. Yeah, your your, uh, your your brain power is such that you can, like, run a web caption as this uh, conversation is happening. So, yeah, I'm fine with having that happen. Uh, yeah, you, uh, so, you know, that pulls up, uh, and you, you bid the AI to uh, come forth. If it has input, it can have input, but I'm not, like, specifically calling him forth. I just didn't know if, like, he would be like, oh, no, this is... Tifo the Destroyer or something. Oh. Uh, you know, he does pop up. Um, I have no recollection of a of an elemental, but it has been some years since I've had any input. I have insufficient data on elementals and their designs. Nothing pings in my memory banks of elementals in this area, but times change and this could be a newer arrival than I. So, uh, what do you, what do you know about this place? I know that the Lord of this land has fouled my waters for far too long. Countless years I have waited, watched, unable to do anything against his might, but I do know that he is not Invincible. Nothing's invincible. Even the dead die if you hit them hard enough. Very true. And water is patient. I have been waiting these many years and seeing your progress 
in only a matter of days, leads me to believe perhaps we could strike up an alliance of sort. Sure, we could use some help. Everything, almost everything in life needs water. Though he be an undead plague, he still likes clean linens, clean cutlery. I have connections to his fortresses plumbing. That's very useful. I can't... Unfortunately, those are antiquated systems. I don't know if I could sneak you in. But if we were to align ourselves, I could make myself present when the time is right. Uh, that would be appreciated. Uh, most of our party is not so great at sneaking anyway, so... Right, I just outrun things. Now that the new armor, I could do it even better. Yes, you cleaned your new armor in my lake. Uh, and normally, sorry. that would... I will forgive it, for you are cleansing this piece, just as you are cleansing this area. I do not know all that goes on in the crater. I am... I tend to stick closer to my sources of water, but I can tell you your other group has made good progress on the other side. Yeah, that's good. None have fallen, though they are quick to imbibe and refresh themselves in my ponds over there. Like you said, everything needs water. Agreed. So I will join you. Keep these two tokens and these as a gift of good conscience. This Kriva hates good things and discards those that can hurt him. Is he handing us other things? Yes. Uh, out from uh, his hand again comes uh, three rings. Uh, give me another mysticism check. Both yeah. of you, if you have it. <laughs> That's a lot better. What'd you get? Okay. I had a five. Okay. Um, I got a 22. 22. You got a what? Sorry, I didn't... You cut up. Okay, it was my audio that cut out there. Uh, with a 22, you see that... Uh, first of all, what you're wearing are mind link circlets. Tele telepathy with anything you share a language with with 30 feet the rings are uh, all three uh, ring of resistances mark one and that is on saves uh, it's a little different in Starfinder it is plus one to, plus your, one lowest to your lowest save. save if you have two that are tied you choose and if you get another ring you can put it on okay. the other one sort of thing I do not have great weapons to give but any edge I can use these to gird yourself against his might. Thanks, I really needed that because my will save was a one. I can tell you that within Kriva's armory 
there are even greater treasures if that is something you are interested in. Definitely interested in treasure and parts and anything we can get our hands on. I'm thinking about going to break down the signal dampener uh, here tomorrow. Probably ahead of where you see the others. It's in the south west. Yes, they have arrived at the dilapidated vessel that lies there. They were unable to gain entry. I do not know what prevented them, but they pushed on right, after. And I'll have to definitely go in behind them. It's apparently a Kasathan vessel. I can probably get in, and even if I can't get into access, I pull out my laser drill. I can find my own way in. Nice, I like that you pull up your teeny ass little laser drill, but yeah, that that would do the trick. Um, I have not yet approached them. I have not seen them do much other than run through. They did not meet many obstacles along the way, but you have run into much. Uh, it doesn't do good to have one's ass kicked multiple times. They're probably trying to save one supplies for the big judging by their movements and contemplating your trajectory you are headed that way to the structure i believe we as a group are heading uh to the southeast to try and check uh the the things there me, I'm going to try and get to the Kasatha yeah. ship and get back as I'm quite a bit faster. As I said, tonight has been a quiet night in this area. I do not know what you would run into on your own there, but I can tell you that building over there is where the Lord of the Land keeps captive those poor defenses, those poor creatures he lets loose upon the land. In the southeast? Yep, where the, uh, where the, the court, where your team was tasked to go, that, that building structure he's, he's indicating. I know because my water flows there to nourish the beasts. There they are, mishandled, mistreated, and corrupted to follow commands. They know not what they do. They are not evil. It definitely sounds like something that needs to get cleared out. And maybe if these uh, experiments are being conducted there, maybe the guy we're looking for is there. I do not know. Not many go there. Those that are stay and they unleash when they are bitten. It would be an undead man. Like a corpse hole. You should know what those are. 
I do not recall one there, but a stranger did arrive some days ago and was taken straight to Kreva's fortress. Damn. I do not keep perfect reconnaissance on him at all times, though. I could be wrong, but a new stench arrived several days ago, was apprehended near the waterfall that you all so cleverly got around. Is I get my way around? I should warn you though, one spot I dare not go is the temple in the center. Why is that? Terrible things happen there that I am not powerful enough to combat, but terrifying shrieks of pain and anguish happened there, and I do not know if what caused them has left or what was inflicted upon them has succumbed. And by the middle, does he mean the middle of the fortress or the middle of the map? The temple. Is that not kind of century? I may, I may have misspoke. There, There's a symbol like near the dead middle of the map and then yeah. there's the middle of like the, the defensive wall. Thing. No, sorry. No, the in the center of your map uh, outside of... The, so, I mean... It's a little image. It looks like a broken windmill to me. Okay, yeah. Uh... It is an ancient temple to what I can't tell. Lots okay. of religious iconography, but whatever is happening there or happened there is terrible indeed. If you are going to cross over to the other side to the vessel, I would strongly encourage you avoid that area. Okay. Definitely take that into account. You have to go past it at least to make it to the other side to the Kathas to the Kasatha ship. That is all of the knowledge I have for you. I am all around. But I will be monitoring your progress closer. Should I approach the other group I think it would be alright as long as you didn't uh, scare them maybe be ahead of them and uh, you know like wave or something something friendly <laughs> I will try to take on a form that is pleasing but if I am to communicate with them I will need one of those back exactly I'm going to be on my own for a while anyway, most likely. So, uh, uh, I guess I'll um, take the one I have off and uh, kind of frisbee it back at him. Uh, he doesn't even bother letting it try to catch it. He just lets it hit its body and it just sinks into its core, uh, into the center mass, water mass. Uh, now that I think about it, you're going to have to continue the conversation, Brasha. <clears throat> yeah, uh, no problem. Um, Tifos, right? Tifos. That's what it is. <laughs> it's an accent thing. 
Um, Apologies. <laughs> if we need to uh, get in contact with you, can we just uh, call out for you, or...? I will be with your group. Uh, the other gentleman. I heard his name. Hakim. I cannot divide up my attentions. My body is all that it is, but I am aware of what happens in the other waters. I will follow you and watch your progress after I have made contact with the other group. If you were to shout out Tifos and I am near, I I could come, but I don't know how how effective I will be. <clears throat> well, uh... Can you have any more questions for him? I'm. I think I'm good. For him to. Uh, I don't think the so. Others. I don't think so. Okay. Once. Uh, once the others are up, we can talk about if I should go on ahead. I think it's in our best interest if we can bring down the the field. We can use our ships to get us through the barrier. Yes. Uh, well, Tifos, uh, wait in speed to you as you look for the others, and, uh, we'll, we'll meet again soon, then. And I'll kind of, like, awkwardly put a hand out. <laughs> He'll put one finger of one hand out and, uh, completely cover, like, just basically a water balloon goes up and puts its... <laughs> completely covers your hand in its wetness and in your head you hear as he uh, starts to uh, swirl kind of lose shape, pull away and whirlpool down to the surface below May Desna's luck take you to your journey's end <laughs> I just kind of pull my hand back and look at him Brought to you by the Terraria <laughs> 1.4 update You want to explain the joke? Uh, it, it, the update was named Journey's End Oh, okay I was like, I didn't think Terraria had Desna, but cool. Be spread. <laughs> Very well. So yeah, this uh, this elemental has a uh, whirlpool down and is gone. You no longer hear uh, his voice in your head, but now you have a mindling circlet. I think it's Mark One, or I think it's just a mindling circlet. But uh, yeah, telepathy within thirty feet with anyone you share a language with. Uh, having multiple conversations in your head is as difficult as. Um, speaking to that many people. Well, that was weird. Yeah, but uh, we got some important information. True. Uh, well, I have some work to finish up. Uh, you don't happen to have any uh, rifle you don't want right now, do you? Uh, I've got a sheer and eye rifle that I don't particularly use too much uh, if you need it. Yes, that would work. Alright. Uh, and I'll, I guess I'll give him my, uh, my eye rifle. It's, um, a tactical sheer and eye rifle with the <laughs> janky bayonet on it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I have 22 bullets for it. Here, I mean, Brasha starts disassembling it right away. <laughs> Laying out the parts. <laughs> and for a while. Okay. 
uh, that's all about all I had. Uh, if you guys want to keep talking, if there's more you want to discuss, feel free. But uh, say the word and I can start to wrap up. I think unless Brasha wants to talk about something, uh, Occam's more worried about when they go to switch shifts, mm -hmm. trading info and, and getting some rest. Once Brasha finishes um, wrapping the battery with his uh, coil of copper and stripping the uh, sheer and eye rifle down to its pretty much base components, <laughs> um, he's kind of like, eh, mm -hmm. well, I think this is all I can do with this for now. I suppose I've got this dead laser pistol. Hmm. Actually. And uh, he starts uh, stripping apart two of the other laser pistols. Which means I now have one laser shotgun and <laughs> that's it. Um, but I don't I don't think he would have time to uh, Okay. To make what he wants out of these two. Uh well the uh, this has only been an hour or uh, at most two hours. Uh they're going to need more rest before uh, they can get up and do their thing. So uh, you'll have another four. Oh wait. Okay, no, I see. I'm, I have I have things. Okay, yeah. So yeah, you can start to uh, you know keep chipping away. Just give me another engineering check, and we can just kind of close out with uh, the sounds of the fire crackling, the the river flowing. And you tinkering away with this? As <laughs> a 15. Okay, that's good. And we will uh, come back for the uh, swapping of the guard uh, next time. Oh man, I had a sign off. I figured out a sign off. It had the word hex involved. This is Big Barney signing off. Good day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah. We are Gaming on the Rocks. An actual play tabletop podcast. Featuring actual friends. Rolling actual dice. At an actual table. While actually getting drunk. Join us at our table every Friday. 